This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, we are front and center from Command Center Alpha, and I will just say right now that I'm getting an echo back from uh, our Command Center Alpha studio, so we will get that squared away. However, I am, even though my Syracuse Orange men lost last night, very, very close game against Duke 69-65, and I should be in a bad mood. I am not. I am still in a good mood because my Syracuse Orange men well exceeded what we thought they would do. They were the last at-large team into the NCAA tournament into March Madness, and they win three games in five days. They played Duke last night. They don't advance to the Elite Eight, but an outstanding performance by my Orange. And we have, as always, a very busy show for you today. It is the March for our lives across the country, but today on the Cigar Dave Show, it is our March for our Alpha Male pleasure as we are being attacked at all sides we will not take it as always i've got an action-packed program for you today i'm just looking at uh, my command center alpha sprawling glass desk here and i'm loaded with pleasure maneuver items i'm loaded with uh with with political items and i can tell you i am hot 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 i am steamed in fact i'm steamed like a fresh espresso which is what i'm going to enjoy today for the international and global litation and libation ceremony because what I saw yesterday and the day before with the passing of that omnibus budget bill, $1.2 trillion or $1.3 trillion, what the hell's $100 billion amongst friends? Outrageous. I will get to that. But first, as always, long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure, the global general, global alpha in chief from Command Center Alpha here in the Cigar City. Now, as always, follow me on social media. Go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. You will see the graphics, the, the little icons for all social media, Twitter, Facebook, although I am seriously considering dumping Facebook. Elon Musk just did it for SpaceX and Tesla. I think they had a huge, I think 5 million-plus followers or, or likes on each page, and he said, enough. And now there's a campaign, and I'm fed up with Facebook. And let me just say this very quickly about Mark Zuckerberg. He is a wussified beta. I don't care if he is a billionaire. Look at him. There is nothing about him that says, wow, that's a strong alpha male. And the proof is in the pudding. Here's a guy that says, I've got political aspirations. He was in Iowa. He's, he's traveling the country. He takes off his dingy t-shirt to actually put on a sport coat and a tie when he goes to some of these states and trying to to uh, begin his political campaigning and political career. 
But if you are going to be the commander-in-chief, if you want to be the president, you sure as hell better be an alpha male. So when the shiatsu hit the fan this week with Facebook saying that they have released personal data on various people's profiles, not only to the whatever that that uh, that one particular group, Politica, Analytica, whatever the hell it's called, but also to the Obama campaign going back nine years ago. And all of a sudden, he's nowhere to be found because little Marky Mark had to go in his Facebook safe space on the Facebook campus and hide. And how about Sheryl Sandberg, Miss Lean In? I want all women to lean in and take charge. We are powered. We are women. Hear us roar. We need to lean in and just grab power. And we need to just take control of the situation as women. Where was she as the chief operating officer? Miss, I want to lean in. She was leaning the hell out. Nowhere to be found. Pure case of wussified betaness on display. Mark Zuckerberg took three days or four days to come out and make a statement outrageous. You think you want to be president? I can only imagine right now if all of a sudden North Korea pulls some nonsense or some other country and his advisors and cabinet says, well, Mr. President, what do you want to do? We're in the situation room. He says, I don't know. I need to go to my safe space. Where's the safe space in the White House? Take me to the underground safe room in the safe space. This is too hard for me. Amazing. Guy can't even make it as a corporate executive. Can't even come out with a big set of ads and say, we screwed up. And we need to stop. We are going to come out. We're going to be transparent. We are not going to, we're going to privatize people's data. But no, instead, he has to go to his little safe space and be very, very secure in his little safe space because he, he can't face the press and he can't face all the criticism because he's a millennial and it's scary out there. But I want to be president one day. Yeah, lean out. Lean out, folks. All right. Before I continue... Uh, a couple of very important milestones. First of all, last week with all the hoopla going on with our St. Patrick's Day show, Erin Go Brow, Erin Go Puff, I forgot to mention two very important birthdays. First of all, Cigar Mother. Cigar Mother Piera, this past Thursday, birthday. So a happy birthday to Cigar Mother. And this past Tuesday was Puff Muffin Lori's birthday. And, of course, we sent both of them out, along with XO Tim, to a very nice dinner uh, in the... Western New York Theater of Operations. They had a very lovely dinner, lovely cake, and good time had by also a happy belated birthday to Cigar Mother and Puff Muffin Lori. Today, March 24th, 2018, marks the one-year anniversary of the passing of the great Avo Uvesian, founder of Avo Cigars, a just a, a wonderful raconteur, a wonderful friend, a, a acquaintance, a friend, uh, a just somebody that I really enjoyed spending time around. Whenever I'd go to Orlando, we'd go to Cedar's Lebanese restaurant and have wonderful Lebanese Middle Eastern food. Then we'd go to Corona Cigars and have a cigar, and he'd always pull out a cigar and say, Dave, I want you to try this cigar. Eladio and I, Eladio, who's the master blender at uh, the Davidoff factory down in the Dominican Republic, he said, Eladio and I have been working on this cigar, best cigar ever. I said, Avo. He told me that last year and the year before and the year before. He goes, I know, but I was BSing you back then. This is the best. And I said, Avo, you're going to tell me next year this is the best, and you were BSing me this year. He said, probably, because every year we make the best ever. So we always had great times. And today for the 
International, the global Litation and Libation Ceremony, we will play a cut from his CD uh, entitled Caribe in honor of the great Avo Uvesian passed away one year ago at the age of 81. All right, when we come back, I, I don't know where to start. Do I start at this ridiculous budget bill? I want to go after David Hogg, who is the activist now that you're seeing on every television uh, network, every newscast, making the rounds. All of a sudden now he's a big shot. And, he, and I said a, uh, two weeks ago the kid had absolutely no respect. The kid had absolutely, in my estimation, a typical millennial entitlement uh, just entitlement personality, had no appreciation for those that went before him, called out previous generations and said, Our, the previous generation screwed everything up, but we, we, we forgive, forgive you all. Or maybe that was his, uh, Cameron Kasky, his colleague. In any event, they showed zero respect for those that came before them. Zero respect for their parents. They made an ass of themselves on Bill Maher's uh, real time on national television. Well, David Hogg is back. Bigger and better than ever, and we have the sound bites to prove it. Also, I'm going to get into this budget fiasco. It is absolutely insane. It is absurd. In fact, I'll tell you how absurd it is. It's so absurd that when I look at some of the pork spending that's in the $1.3 trillion, $1.2 trillion omnibus bill, I mean, give you a perfect example. There's a million dollars for the World Meteorological Organization. Now you say, okay, it's only a million dollars. Oh, wait, there's more. How about $218 million to promote democracy development in Europe? That's just the beginning, my fellow alphas, just the beginning. And I'm going to give you my take on it because Donald Trump, who wrote The Art of the Deal, Donald Trump just got taken in The Art of the Steel. So we've got a ton to get to today, and we will open up the phone lines at 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. I am the Global Alpha, and Global General, your five-star, we will attack all those enemies of pleasure that come after us, and we will defend the honor of the Alpha Male. And I've also got another item that I will get to. Again, I'm jammed. I'm looking at my desk here. My, by, by the way, my desk that looks like an airplane wing. It is covered, covered with show material, including the cover of the Hollywood Reporter March 7th edition with a picture of four actors from the HBO series Silicon Valley with a headline, Triumph of the Beta Male. You know where that is going. The defender of the alpha male forever, yours truly, the global alpha. We will continue right around the corner. The March selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a crowned head sampler, including La Carame. This cigar is rich with flavors, ranging from dark chocolate to espresso beans to black cherries. La Carame is dense with a luxurious, silky texture. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now. If you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. I guess we're not going to have a liner coming back, so <laughs> took me by surprise there. But before we get, uh, I've got a call, by the way, 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007 if you care to chime in. Let me tell you about the Cigar Dave Officers Club, because if you are a member, you are going to, for March, going to be getting a fantastic, fantastic selection of cigars from our good friends over at Crown Heads. Mike and John, let me tell you, we've got, in fact, we've talked about the Le Carême, and I've smoked that cigar off the charts. Absolute, incredible cigar. We've got three fantastic different selections that will be coming your way. So let me go ahead and tell you what is coming your way if you're a member of the Officers Club and the uh, shipments for the March 2018 selection, the Crown Head Sampler, started going out last week. You're going to get the La Carême, which I just mentioned, named after celebrity chef Marie Antoine Carême, who popularized the chocolate souffle. This is a beautiful cigar. In fact, you get wonderful notes of dark chocolate, espresso, black cherries. Beautiful cigar. The Four Kicks, the original cigar launched by Crown Heads. Nice cigar with finesse, bright, clean finish. And then the Luminosa. 
proprietary blend of Central American Tobacco's medium-bodied cigar. It's buttery, it's creamy, perfect morning cigar. So the Four Kicks, the La Carême, the Luminosa, if you are a member of the Officers Club. If you are not, go to CigarDave.com right now. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Let's go to Joe in the Sunshine State where we are broadcasting from. You are front and center. Hello, gentlemen. Greetings, Joe. Long time no speak to you, but anyway, I've been busy. Listen. Wait, wait, you've been busy? Well, I've been busy, too. It's not like we're... Fox TV. Say that again, Joe. We said that he was on Fox TV. Nine o'clock. Yes, you're talking about the interview with Rocky... Right. You're right. You're talking about the interview that Rocky yeah, Patel was on. Yes. Yes. Right. Correct. The Rocky Patel was on making the case about the cigar industry with uh, um, yeah, Tucker, uh, Tucker Carlson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he was on with Tucker Carlson and uh, he, he basically talked. He was on for about, was about a seven, eight minute segment. Uh, and he talked about uh, initially Tucker set it up by saying the Obama administration was going after cigars, which are enjoyed by adults. And Rocky made his case. Uh, you know, on behalf of the cigar industry. So that was, I believe that was Wednesday night, if I am not mistaken. And it was a good opportunity to get the cigar industry's point across that it is geared, cigars are geared towards adults. They're not smoked in the same manner as cigarettes. It's not a nicotine delivery device. They're not marketed to kids. It was a very good way to uh, get that across. I'll tell you what, let's, we've got another call. Let's go to, uh, Tom, listening on 640 WGST in Hotlanta. I'll tell you what, Tom, if I was in Atlanta right now, right after the show, I'd be going over to Bones for a nice juicy steak, one of my favorite spots in Buckhead. You got that right. Good okay, place. Dave, You're up. Uh, appreciate your show. I listen all the time on Saturday. Um, not because I'm a cigar smoker, although I do have one, you know, on a special occasion now and then. But I'm not a regular smoker. I just like the attitude, man. And, uh, you know, on the budget that we just uh, got swamped with, um, we didn't get, the swamp drained us. And, you know, we can all look in the mirror. It's not Trump. It's that we, every American that feels like we do, did not get up our, our dead behinds and rail on with all those weak-kneed Republicans and try to get them to say, you know, no, you know, we're going to give the president what he was elected to do, and we're not going to put our kids and grandkids in bankruptcy. Well, it's already there, but a more severe bankruptcy. And, you know, it's, it's on us, and we need to turn this around right now. And there's, you know, what we – my idea is let's get back with the Tea Party folks and say let's get the president to propose a balanced budget amendment going forward because otherwise – we're done. Well, uh, We're done, Tom, sir. good luck with that. Here's the, here's the problem, and, and let me take issue on a couple of things. Mitch McConnell, Marble Mouth Mitch, well, Mitch McConnell from uh, Kentucky, and, uh, this is a good, good, good budget for everybody, and I basically bent over for Charles Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and, and Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan's another one. We elected these Republicans, and they were the ones that said, oh, we need the majorities in the House and the Senate. We gave it to them. They did nothing. Mitch McConnell who I have met when he came down to the J.C. Newman factory a number of years ago when the industry had a meeting to talk about the cigar industry legislation, is a scumbag. You know how I knew he was a scumbag? Because Bobby Newman's dog, Jeannie, who's a lovely golden retriever, 
uh, the Paws for Patriots, a a, a, uh, a work dog that is a sweet dog. He, Jeannie was around the table, and Jeannie went underneath the table looking for a little of attention, and Mitch McConnell, you could tell, didn't like dogs. And that's yeah. all I needed to know. If you have a guy that doesn't like dogs, forget it. And Mitch McConnell is part of the swamp. And there is an article, actually, that a book that just came out by Peter Schweitzer, who wrote Clinton Cash, called uh, Secret Empires, How the American Political Class Hides Corruption and Enriches Family and Friends. You want to know who's one of the cover boys? Marble Mouth Mitch and his hey, wife, Dave. Elaine Chow, who's got ties to China. This is, this is the problem in Washington. We need a third party now, not just for... I've, I've talked to Democrats that said, listen, Democrats, Republicans, they're like, enough of this nonsense. We're all getting screwed. But here's the deal. Donald Trump, as the president, has a pen. And he could have vetoed that bill instead of vetoing it. him in letters, in calls, in... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tom, Tom, hold on a second. Those evil Republicans and the worst Democrats. I know that. But here's the problem, Tom. Here's the problem. This was done secret, very quickly, 2,000, 2,200 pages. Nobody had a chance to read this thing. Rand Paul was about the closest and was able to get through about half of it, but... The problem is it was done in backroom deals, and it was rushed through. How can anyone in good conscience, and the Democrats did this before, the Republicans are doing it now, they're both to blame, they both should be put to shame, and if I was Donald Trump, if I was the president, I'd say, I'd hang up and say, I, to the American people, I want a budget bill. I don't want to close government, but let me ask you, fellow Americans, do you want to pay $15 million to promote international family planning and reproductive health? Do you want $1 million to go to the World Meteorological Organization? Do you want $25 million to go to international religious freedom? Do you want $10 million to go to disadvantaged Egyptian students? If he would have made that case to the American people, even Democrats who didn't vote for him would have said, you know what, Mr. President, you're right. We don't want our tax dollars going to this nonsense. hanging curveball, and he let it pass by. He sure as hell did. Hey, Tom, we appreciate the call. You are exactly right. President Trump, the art of the steel. President Trump, you got played. Not good. For a guy that said, I'm going to be an alpha and I'm going to drain the swamp, you let the swamp get to you and basically put their tentacles around you and bring you down into that rat snake dirt-infested sewer known as Washington, D.C. The international and global litation and libation ceremony is around the corner. We'll continue. Much more to get to 877-DAVE-007. Trust me, this general, this five-star alpha, just getting warmed up. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following the general, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars. Info on the show each week and see what the general is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, 
It's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, you hear the music from the great Avo Uvesia. Avo was a legend in music. Juilliard trained, wrote Strangers in the Night for Frank Sinatra, legend in the world of cigars, creating the Avo brand, selling him from while playing piano in Puerto Rico. And he really became an internationally well-recognized, well-known figure. A wonderful storyteller, a wonderful gentleman to be with. Lived a very long and exciting and productive life. Passed away one year ago today at the age of 91. And Avo was a great friend. Knew him for a long time. Had the opportunity to spend many hours with Avo. Many hours talking, many hours smoking cigars. Just, uh, just being around him, not only at the cigar retailers' convention, seeing him in Orlando where he resided, seeing him at events across the country, being with him at many dinners. In fact, his last major appearance was at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, at the Hard Rock Casino. That was three years ago. And in fact, uh, Sergeant Steve, we should put that interview up because that was really a phenomenal time. And he really played off the crowd. He... he he had some health issues going on, but when he came, he was so excited. Jeff Borshowitz, the owner of Corona Cigars in Orlando, told me, who brought him over, said Avo was just so excited to be amongst the crowd, excited to be involved, and you could tell the, the attendees love being around Avo, and we had a wonderful time. So in Avo's memory and his honor, I'm pulling out the Avo heritage. Avo loved this cigar, and it was crafted as an homage to the farmers, the blenders, the rollers that have created the many Avo cigars over the years. The wrapper is an Ecuadorian special sun-grown, beautiful, nice, deep brown Colorado wrapper. The binder is from the Dominican Republic, as is the filler, but it is a full-bodied, very lush, rich cigar. Just a beautiful stick, comes in about, uh, geez, I think six different sizes, and I have pulled out the Short Torpedo, four and a half inches in length with a 52 ring gauge, beautiful cigar. Suggested retail is going to be in the eight to nine dollar category, but a fantastic cigar, the Avo Heritage. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. I have my self sharpening double edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Ma maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. Well, I have got a torch from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratory 
team that is large enough that I could set fire to the 2,200 plus pages of the omnibus $1.2 trillion spending bill. And take a listen to this thing. This has got a giant, this is like a welder's torch. In fact, they call it the WT for welder's torch. New prototype, listen to that baby. That will do a fantastic job on my AVO heritage. And I would love to take this, stick it up Mitch McConnell's you know where and Paul Ryan and all the other clowns that voted for the omnibus spending bill and just let it go baby set fire and just basically hear him running going ouch and the message Six would be pre-lightation checklist complete no faults detected area clear of all enemies of pleasure approval to go throttle up in three two one before i do that the message would be if you screw with the american people you're going to suffer the consequences. You're going to get one of these Cigar Day welder's torches up the tuchus. Okay, I'm going to perfect cut. As always, let me toast the foot of this magnificent-looking short torpedo. Uh, listen to that, baby. Taking my time. I'm taking my time as we listen to Avo Caribe in the background. Fabulous. Toast the foot of this cigar. Now the filler. Now I'm going to puff and rotate. Mm. Outstanding. Oh, the aroma. Beautiful. Beautiful. Take a few more swipes around. Make sure it's properly toasted. All right. All right. Now, we always want to make sure that our cigar is properly lit. So we're going to reverse the cigar, gently blow on the foot of it, and I see a perfect, even amber glow. That means I'm going to get maximum cigar pleasure and enjoyment during the duration of this show. Now, have my cigar lit. Of course, during the global litation and libation ceremony, I need something to accompany this fantastic AVO heritage. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, since I will be conducting aviation and aviator-related maneuvers later, we always say, I say 12 hours bottle to throttle. No boozy? No sauce, 12 hours before taking controls of a bird. So therefore, I'm going to pair up a beautiful, a the perfect accompaniment. I love coffee, love, love espresso. And I have an espresso machine here at Command Center Alpha. And I just made, whipped up a very fresh double espresso featuring the Nespresso Chocatino. I'm telling you, this thing is exactly, it tastes like chocolate. It, it has a coffee that features a blend of Arabicas from South and Central America, very balanced, has some dark, bitter chocolate notes. It's incredible. It's like having a chocolate in the afternoon, some dark Godiva chocolate or, or one of your other favorite chocolates. It is fantastic. Giardelli, San Francisco chocolate, can't go wrong. But beautiful, now we always serve formally here at Command Center Alpha. I don't drink out of a cup. In fact, you can hear, let me get my saucer and my china cup here. Hear that? Again, that is the elegant way to enjoy coffee. Every morning, we have the coffee here at Command Center Alpha. It is in a china, proper china uh, mug, as well as a saucer here. Just a very elegant way. You can hear that. Very elegant. We don't use paper here. Let me take a sip. Mmm. I put three drops of stevia. I cut out using Splenda and Equal and all that other artificial garbage. 
just enough to cut out the bitterness. It's not overly sweet, but this chocolate, incredible. 75 cents for, the, for each capsule. But that's the one thing I love about the Nespresso machine. It's easy. You just basically put the capsule in. When you're done, you're done. They've got a whole bunch of uh, different ones. In fact, I think I'm going to have to try. They've got uh, special limited editions that I may have to try. They've got, uh, what do they have now? They've got a Robusta from Uganda. Now, I'm not a Robusta fan, and they've got Arabica from Ethiopia. That one I may try, but I just looked, and I'm down to two Chocatino capsules for my Nespresso. We must order more immediately for me to enjoy. Mm. Outstanding. Uh, throughout the course of the week. There's nothing like an afternoon espresso. Like on 3 o'clock, you take, I take a little break, go out, uh, fire up the Nespresso machine, and it is a wonderful, civilized way to just in, take a break in the afternoon. Just a nice uh, espresso, maybe a double shot. I usually do one shot of caffeinated, one non-decaf. Don't want too much caffeine going through the, the male testosterone-laden uh, blood vessels, but just enough to give you that afternoon kick. All right. Now, let me just say this. I have always stated that as an alpha, we enjoy our delicacies. We enjoy our libations. We enjoy our cigars. We enjoy our delicacies. Now, how many of you, and I know you can all relate to this, how many of you, back from your college days, would order a late-night pizza, you'd have a couple of slices left over in the morning, what's a better breakfast? than pizza. Now, I know people would say, oh, that's terrible. It's the worst thing. Well, a story grabbed my attention. Reinforcing everything I've said, cold pizza the next morning for breakfast is the breakfast of champions. If you are considering eating pizza for breakfast, good news. Because we always hear, you should start your, your, your day with breakfast. You should break the fast. That's what breakfast is. You should have something healthy, have some cereal, have some milk. Well, nutritionists are now coming out saying that actually it may be better for you, and I believe it is, to have a slice of pizza than it is a bowl of cereal laden with sugar. If you look at a box of cereal, and I used to have Raisin Bran for breakfast in the morning uh, or cornflakes, love Cheerios. But when you look at the sugar content, and I started noticing this about a year and a half ago, the sugar content that is in these cereals, even Raisin Bran, you're thinking, hey, it's got to be healthy. Bran flakes, right? There is a ton of sugar. So you're starting your day off with sugar. Now, if you have pizza, now what I would suggest is I just take, get rid of the dough have the sauce, have the cheese, even a little pepperoni or the chicken on it or whatever it is, far better to have that than a bowl of sugar-laden cereal. According to nutritionists, the average slice of pizza and a bowl of cereal with whole milk contain nearly the same amount of calories. However, pizza has more protein and far less sugar than a bowl of cereal. So think about that. How many of us alphas, I know we've done this, we've ordered pizza late at night, it's there the next morning, we open up the refrigerator, we're in our t-shirt, we wake up, we look and say, you know, I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to have that slice of pizza. Good news, it is far healthier to eat that piece of pizza than it is to have that sugar-laden bowl of cereal. Now, the other part of breakfast that I enjoy, especially on weekends, Sunday mornings, a nice cigar, and a freshly ground and brewed cup of coffee. 
or my mm, Nespresso just like I have now. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about David Hogg. He is the student activist from uh, Parkland, Florida. He was uh, a survivor of the attack, the attack that happened about a month ago or so. But he is now the newest media darling. He is everywhere, and he has got some opinions that will make you cringe. And I've got the sound bites to prove it. We will continue right around the corner, 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. I will get to the story on the Hollywood Reporter cover page from beginning of March, Triumph of the Beta Male. No, sir. No triumph for the beta males here on the Cigar Dave Show. We'll get to the budget. Also, have a story about the oldest living World War II veteran, Richard Overton, who I had the privilege of spending time with last June. We smoked some fantastic cigars. Just a wonderful, wonderful gentleman that we enjoyed time with uh, on his porch in Austin. Bro, uh, special Alpha Mission 111, SAM 111, we called it, because he's 111. I'll tell you about a great story that uh, took place with him this week as well. So we have lots coming your way. I am the global alpha male in chief, the global five star. If you want to screw with an alpha, try it. Never going to work. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a crowned head sampler, including Luminosa. This cigar is made from Central American tobaccos wrapped in an exquisite Connecticut leaf. Luminosa delivers a smooth draw, brimming with rich, creamy, buttery flavors. Want cigars like these shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. 
Surgeon General's warning. Listening to Cigar Dave talk about the FUDA will cause you anger, and you'll want to overthrow the career bureaucrats. Long live the Alpha. Well, there is some news on that that I will get to either later today or next week, that the FDA is sending out a new, uh, new notice of proposed rulemaking that seeks to maybe exempt premium cigars, and, and there could be some light at the end of the tunnel. The bill to kind of uh, uh, the, the possibility of getting the FDA to exclude premium cigars into the omnibus bill went nowhere, was not included. They got everything else in there, but they couldn't get that in for cigars. Now, today, as you know, is the March for Our Lives. Well, we're saying today is the March for Our Alpha Male Pleasure. And I'm going to properly promote Alpha Male Pleasure. And so we've got all these kids that are marching all over the country that, of course, are not doing it on their own. They are being funded by Soros and uh, all and Michael Bloomberg. And I see Richard Kraft, uh, 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 or not Richard Kraft, um, uh, Bob Kraft, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. If the, as if there's not enough reason to hate the Patriots, he flew down one of the New England Patriots 767s. And I have a picture in front of one of the Patriots. They have two planes, but one of them that I'll share with you as well, giving the royal salute when they were here to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 2017 season. But he flew his plane down there to take all the students from Parkland, Florida, and bring them up to Washington. So now we have more of a reason to hate the New England Patriots. But David Hogg, there was a, uh, a, 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 I thought it was very interesting, whole bunch, this is the kid who you have seen now, and let me just set up a refresher for you. A refresher. He was on Bill Maher, the Bill Maher's uh, show called Real Time, about three weeks ago, and he bragged about hanging up on the president. He's the media darling. So cut number two. Carlos, let's hit it. I actually hung up on the White House the other day. You hung up on the White House? Yeah, because they called us the Surprise day before. Surprised you got through. Well, no, they, they called me. And uh, oh. they actually called me the day before the listening session and asked if we were going to come. And I said, I'm not coming because we expect President Trump to come to the CNN town hall, which he never declined the invitation from. And the fact that they called us the day before, I found very offensive, considering the fact that there were funerals the next day, there was mourning we still had to do. And I, I ended on this message with them. I said, President Trump, we don't need to listen to President Trump. President Trump needs to listen to the screams of the children and the screams of this nation. This kid's a genius. This kid's brilliant. This kid is, talk about the poster boy for the entitlement generation. Talk about the, the poster boy for the participation generation. Everyone's a trophy. While the greatest generation was up to their asses in mortars and gunfire and, 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 and uh, the, the, uh, the channel uh, the, uh, trying to st storm the beaches at Normandy, this kid's sitting on a nice Hollywood set, flying, I'm sure they flew him first class, limo, five-star, four- or five-star hotel. This kid is now the big media darling now, without any question. Now, there's an article in the outline called David Hogg is Mad as Hell. And it goes on to talk about how the, the author says that the first thing he noticed about David Hogg, he's exhausted. Hogg wasn't home when we arrived at his house on Tuesday evening. His mother, Rebecca Boldrick, said he was dropping off chocolates at his friend Emma's house. Cute. Boldrick didn't know when he'd be coming. 
Her son forgot to tell her, but she welcomed us anyway. She didn't seem surprised to be greeting unannounced reporters and a film crew. Their house has clearly become a whirlwind of activity since the shooting. While we waited for Hogg, Boldrick described the family's life over the past two weeks as a blur of interviews and television appearances. She said we could set our cameras up anywhere, but ABC would be bringing them dinner soon before yet another interview, so they just needed a place to eat. This is great. The Lib Media, the, the Agenda Stream, Libstream Media bringing dinner for the Hogg family. He's the media darling, getting his 15 minutes everywhere. Now I'm running up against, ah, let's see, do I have time? Uh, I'll tell you what I want to do. I'm going to hold this. I want to hold this to the beginning of the next hour. But suffice it to say, David Hogg is now getting his 15 minutes. The kid is missing school left and right, being interviewed everywhere. And the, the gall, the unmitigated gall for him to say, well, they only gave us a, a day notice to come to this, this summit in Washington. Well, the summit took place very quickly. It's not like they sit and said, great, we're going to wait weeks and months. And oh, by the way, David Hogg, tell us your schedule so we can work around you. It's amazing. The father of, and the two brothers, I think it was two brothers or three brothers, two brothers and the father of one of the children that were killed, they found the time to come up and he made his point very poignant. He was very, he was very passionate. He was very emotional. He found the time to come up. Other students found the time to come up. President Trump wanted to hear from them. And for this kid, even Bill Maher, who is as liberal as they come, when you watch the reaction, he was almost flabbergasted by this kid saying, well, I hung up on the White House. Well, let me tell you something, David Boss Hogg. You're either at the table or you're on the menu. You want your voice heard, you show up. Showing up is 99% of life. You don't show up, you're screwed. And the president reached out. Now, you could politely disagree with him, but this kid has zero manners. This kid has zero courtesy. This kid has no class, no tact. And when we come back in the next hour, I'm going to lead off the next hour. I've got multiple sound bites. He throws his parents under the bus. He goes after politicians, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But basically labeling every politician as a terrorist and as a murderer. And then he talks about how, yeah, he's missing tests, but who cares? And that he's going to be here in 10 years doing the same thing, talking about these things. This is his claim to fame. Trust me. The liberal media will, when he graduates, if he graduates, because he's not uh, taking any of his tests in his senior year, trust me, they will be fawning all over this lib to hire him. Mark my words. And then he goes on saying what schools should be doing for him and for the other kids. And then we'll find out where David Hogg gets his vast political acumen. I mean, this kid is just clearly brilliant. And when you find out where he gets his political knowledge, you will, you will realize this kid is not as bright as the lib media wants to portray him. He is eloquent, sure. Makes his case. He's the media darling right now. But when I play these sound bites and we come back, especially what he says about his parents and not respecting the elders and the other generations, this kid is a spoiled little brat that needs to have a living crap beaten out of them. And when you hear the sound bites, and I don't care if people say, well, General, where are you going after this kid? He's become a public figure. He has every right to say, hey, I want to go after guns. But when you say people that own guns, members of the NRA are terrorists, and then you throw your parents under the bus and others at the White House, I'm sorry, crosses the line. 
Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way. We'll take the budget. We'll talk about how betas are now the de facto standard in Hollywood as we continue more Cigar Dave next. This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I'm thoroughly enjoying my Avo heritage in honor and memory of the great Avo Vazian who passed away one year ago today at the age of 91. His memory lives on. We celebrate his life and we celebrate uh, the special friendship that many of us had with Avo. I've got my Nespresso Chocatino, which has wonderful notes of dark chocolate. And I'm telling you, it's like having a Giardelli's dark little chocolate square. It is fantastic. I'm surrounded by the aroma of great cigars, great coffee, and, of course, surrounded by fellow alphas around the nation and around the world as I come to you from Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City of Tampa, your global five-star alpha, as well as your global five-star general. We will address the attack on men. We will address the horrible omnibus spending bill that was passed in the wee hours of the morning, and we will talk about the disrespect the millennial generation. Specifically, one person, David Hogg, who a student at the Marjorie Stone Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, now the media darling, making his rounds. Oh, as I speak right now, I'm looking at uh, one of the numerous giant HD TVs here, and look who's on the screen. It is David Boss Hogg. By the way, love his rental suit. And he's wearing, what has he got? He's got like a tag that says like a dollar five around him. I don't even know what that is. It's must be some ridiculous statement. It's an orange, uh, you know, it's an orange tag around his neck. And it says a dollar five, one period oh five. I have no idea. But of course, the media loves this kid. And before we get to, before I get into the expose about who David Hogg really is, let us first of all go to Mike up in the crumbling Empire State in New York, where I hail from originally. Mike, you are front and center. Welcome. Hey, General Long Ashes. Uh, I got you. I uh, haven't spoken to you in a while, and yeah, it is the crumbling state in New York, you're correct. Uh, as a matter of fact, in a, in the city of Norwich, New York, they had a rally where you had your... Um, uh, Alpha males for the rights of the guns and dump Cuomo and all that good stuff on the east side of the street. And then on the west side, you had your little tree hugger, you know, uh, people that don't have a spine in life to stand up for what America was built on. Um, I have to say something about the Donald Trump. Uh, yes, sir. I did catch, I did catch, God, Dave, I did catch half of his um, speech with the signing of this ridiculous. Uh, 2,200-page financial. Um, the only thing I did like is that he is going to up the military and build our military stronger. 
Also, just to let you know, I am a lifetime member of CRA. Every time I get an email from the CRA president or other states, I support them fully. And uh, I got to tell you, God bless you and your family for what you do for the people of Cigar Nation uh, around the world, for Brothers of Leaf and Sisters of the Leaf. I enjoy your show, and I enjoy everything that you stand for because, yes, these entitlements for these children is very disrespectful, and I fear for the future. Mike, uh, I appreciate your, your comments, and I appreciate the compliment. Uh, let me just say this. I also agree that we need more for defense, but I believe the president should have said, gone up and said, I want to fund our defense. I want our military stronger so that we never have to use them. But I'm not right. going to sign a bill that's got all these other boondoggle, nonsensical pork items, and, and he should have just listed them like I'm going to do a little bit later on in this show. Listed them, yeah, and the American exactly people would have said, you know what, President Trump, you're right. You're looking out for us. Yeah. Build up your military. Build up the people that protect us. Give back to the veterans. My dad was a Vietnam veteran, okay, uh, 25th Infantry Division in Da Nang, and he's 73 years old today. And I said it from the even your World War II friends and stuff. These people that have fought for our country should be treated like gods. They should be treated like kings because their reason why we're able to talk to people, okay, of different races, religions, but they're also the reason why we have what we have in America. But we're going to, we're slowly losing it with this DACA and everything else. You know, it's, it's really scary nowadays. I mean, with all these school shootings, come on. I mean, really. Well, and, and yeah, well, and that's we we talked about that because it's it's far more than just we have to look at what has trans uh, transpired with boys over the last 40, 45 years. I've addressed that, and yes. you're right, America. Look, we welcome people that want to come into this country, but our forefathers, our grandfathers, yep. our parents, great great grandfathers, great grand grandmothers, they came and they wanted to assimilate. They wanted to become American. They wanted to learn the language. That's nonsense. Where we have election ballots in 50 different languages is ridiculous. And people yes. saying, well, you need to adjust to us. I'm sorry. No. You want to come to the United States? This is how we operate. You want to become one of us? Great. You can still maintain your religion. You can still maintain your culture. But first and foremost, you are American. Our grandparents, no matter where they came from, they were proud to be American first and foremost. They were also proud of their original heritage, but they always identified as Americans, and that's what yeah, we are losing. Real, hey, Mike, I appreciate quick. it. Yeah, go ahead, real quick. My, my grandfather came over from Italy when he was six years old, got processed through Ellis Island. My other grandfather and my grandmother on my father's side, Fucci's Italian, okay? My mother, my grandfather came from the area around Dublin Island, and my other grandmother um, was from Austria, Russia, and they went through the process center. Okay, everybody was, was processed, inoculated, and everything. If Donald Trump sets up this wall, and if he sets up process centers, what was the difference back then till now? And like you said, you got your liberals, you got these sweetheart people running around like lighting the Timberlands and telling everybody, oh, we're all human, we'll accept everybody. Look what's going on with our country. Well, that's so because the only way Democrats people. get new voters is by bringing in uneducated uh, impoverished uh, uh, immigrants from across the world. And I'll tell you one thing, Mike, then I have to run. First of all, a happy birthday and a snappy salute to your father. We thank him for his service and a happy Thanks, birthday sir. to him today. Secondly, 
I will guarantee that your relatives that came that were immigrants from Italy and from Ireland and from Austria and Russian, I guarantee you they were tough as hell. They wanted to learn the language. They worked hard. They didn't want handouts. And they were proud as hell to become American citizens and identified as Americans. And clearly that, uh, that is trans- that's, that's passed down My through you as well. So, Mike. From Italy, joined the United States Navy, I became an American citizen. My grandfather. Uh, Mike, I got it. I got to run, though. I got to run because I got to hit this. But point taken. Mike, we appreciate you joining us. All right. Let me get into. And and by the way, Mike from New York, I've got a story about the latest proposed bill in New York City involving smoking. This time happens to deal with smoking and walking. This you won't believe. But let's talk about David Hogg, media darling. And let me just do a reset one more time. He is the kid, scrawny little kid that uh, you see all over the media. He's been on CNN. He's been on, on MSNBC. Chris Matthews, they're all fawning over him. Bill Maher, real time, a few weeks ago. This is David Hogg on Real Time with Bill Maher about three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, talking about how he was invited to the White House and what he did when they called him. I actually hung up on the White House the other day. You hung up on the White House? Yeah, because they called us the Surprise day before. Surprised you got through. Well, no, they, they called me. And uh, oh. they actually called me the day before the listening session and asked if we were going to come. And I said, I'm not coming because we expect President Trump to come to the CNN town hall, which he never declined the invitation from. And the fact that they called us the day before, I found very offensive, considering the fact that there are funerals the next day, there's mornings we still had to do. And I, I ended on this message with them. I said... President Trump, we don't need to listen to President Trump. President Trump needs to listen to the screams of the children and the screams of this nation. This kid embodies the entitlement generation. It embodies the participation trophy generation. The world revolves around this kid, not the other way around. Everything revolves around this kid. President should revolve around him. His parents should revolve around him. He is the center of the universe. Congratulations to his parents for raising a rude, disrespectful punk. He's the kind of kid, I guarantee you, that if when he gets out in the real world and he pulls some of this nonsense, he's going to have a little thing coming to him. Because people aren't going to say, if he thinks he's going to tell an employer and speak to them like that, they're going to take it for about two seconds and say, thanks, David Boss Hogg, you're done. You're fired. But remember, with the entitlement generation, these millennials, they're perfect. They should be running the company. They ought to be running the world. And to show you what a terrible job David Hogg's parents, how they raised him, a horrible job, all you need to do is listen to what he has to say about his parents, about the generations that came before him, and the fact that his parents and the generations don't know how to use democracy. This is from an interview from The Outline, outline outline.com. And it was very interesting because the excerpts of the interview were posted on Facebook. A correction, posted on YouTube. But YouTube removed the video because they deemed it to be harassment. It was uh, posted on the Drudge Report and started to get massive amounts of view. That's how I saw it. But when I went to go to Facebook, or why do I keep saying Facebook? To go to YouTube, it was pulled. However, Sergeant Steve crack operation using the resources of the NSA and other deep state intel organizations, or as they say in Canada, organizations, eh? He was able... 
to find the audio. Find the video and find the audio. Take a listen to David Hogg, and I want you to just ask yourself, does this kid have any respect towards his elders, even towards his parents? Listen to the language that he uses. If you or I ever used it, first of all, we would never use that on our parents. We would be mortified. Our parents would be mortified. Every decent person, whether you are a parent, whether you are 10, 15, 20, should be mortified when they hear what this little punk, David Hogg, had to say about his parents and other adults. Hit when you're your old-ass parents, like, I don't know how to send an iMessage, and you're just like, give me the f***ing phone, and you take it, and you're like, okay, let me handle it, and you get it done in one second. Sadly, that's what we have to do with our government, because our parents don't know how to use a f***ing democracy, so we have to. I want you to listen to that one more. When your old-ass parent is like, I don't know how to send an iMessage, and you're like, give me the f***ing phone and let me handle it. Really? I tell you what, his father, I believe, is a retired FBI. If he said that to his father, his father should have just smacked the kid and said, you're not going to talk to me like that, you little punk. And then he says, our parents don't know how to use effing democracy, so we have to? I when see. When you're your old-ass parents, I, like, I don't know how to send an iMessage, and you're just like, give me the f***ing phone, and you take it, and you're like, okay, let me handle it, and you get it done in one second. Sadly, that's what we have to do with our government, because our parents don't know how to use a f***ing democracy, so we have to. Now, <laughs> let me get this straight. How on earth did this country survive for 240-plus years without David Hogg telling this country how to operate, without telling adults before him how to operate, how to work, how to make this country run efficiently? How on earth did our greatest generation win World War II without little punk David Hogg telling them how to win the war? Tell me that. I don't know how I existed in my life for the last 54 years without a little punk like, without a 17 or 18-year-old kid like David Hogg telling me how I should run my life. This kid has no vision of reality. This kid is operating in a delusional world. And for his parents not to rein him in and say, you need to tone it down. You need to be a little more respectful. I mean, let's play this one more time. This is him talking about his own parents. When you're your old-ass parents, like, I don't know how to send an iMessage, and you're just like, give me the f***ing phone, and you take it, and you're like, okay, let me handle it, and you get it done in one second. Sadly, that's what we have to do with our government, because our parents don't know how to use a f***ing democracy, so we have to. If I was his father, I'd take my Allen Edmonds loafer and shove it right up his ass, along with this giant blowtorch that I have here. My Cigar Day Research and Development, wait a minute, listen to that. I'd stick the shoe right up, and then I'd fire, uh, fire the torch right up and say, tell you what, we're going to have a little come to Jesus, my friend. We're going to have a rude awakening. You're not going to talk to me like that. You're not going to talk about others like that. You're going to show a little respect. This is, he is the poster child for the rude, classless, millennial generation that is entitled and feel the entire world revolves around them. This is what happens when you raise kids, giving them everything they want, trying to be their friends instead of being their parents. You or I would never in a million years think about talking to our parents like that. I would never say, listen, mom and dad, you're a bunch of old asses. Give me the effing phone. Are you kidding me? 
and, and, and I would never say, oh, by the way, you don't you know how to use an effing democracy. You don't know how this world works. I mean, before I came along, meaning little David Hogg, this world was going right down the uh, tubes. I'm here to save it. This kid is living in fantasy land. And there's nobody starts from his parents to say enough. Oh, his parents are running this thing. They are, they are running along his house now. He is just basking in the notoriety. And mark my words, CNN, the Clinton and Collusion News Network, or BSNBC are going to jump up and down to offer him a gig when he's done. Guaranteed, because he spews the BS company line. But I'll tell you what, to the executives of CNN and BSNBC, if you think you're going to try to correct him or give him constructive criticism or you have to rein him in, forget it. Kid's not going to listen. Now, he has been missing a ton of school. ton of school. Let's take a listen in an interview with Axios, what he had to say about missing school. You mentioned and also your about time. What the like, how do you do all this and make sure... Hold the sound bite. Stop the sound. The so Carlos, stop the sound bite. Hold on. Not ready yet. Wait till I hit it. Okay. He was, I want to talk about this. This is the interview with Axios talking about missing school and what school should be doing for him. Now hit it. You mentioned your time. Like, how do you do all this and make sure you graduate? Good question. <laughs> um, talking to my teachers and trying to work it out day by day. Um, I, I was supposed to do a math test yesterday and I was like, nah. <laughs> um, but it, it works out. My teacher is very understanding. And... What should the school be doing for you that they're not? I think what the school should be doing, not only for, for me, but for everybody, is simply ensuring that everybody has an equal chance. In my AP classes, our school, as I've said, is 25% black, for example. And in my AP classes, there's about one black student for every 30 students. It's disgusting. I see. So, so he's missing a math test. And his teachers are understanding. Why? Because his teachers are all liberals that are you know, jumping up and down, saying, great, keep, keep spreading the message. If I'm a teacher, I say, it's real simple. This is when the math test is. You can go do your interviews whenever you want, but this is when the math test is. And then, and just blowing it off. I mean, how is this, are they going to just graduate this kid without taking tests? And then, by the way, saying that school needs to, you know, AP, we need to have uh, more minority students. Advanced placement is for those people that have earned it. Whether you're white, black, yellow, green, red, checker, polka-dotted, English, Spanish, whatever religion, that's how it works. Again, the entitlement generation. Everybody should be put in AP. That's not how it works. Take a time out, and we'll continue. I got much more talking about this little entitled millennial brat, David Hogg, around the corner. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app. For Apple, Android, and Kindle devices, you can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
to Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. All right, we'll continue with uh, David Hogg at the bottom of the hour because I'm going to tell you where he got all of his political acumen, his political knowledge, the vast, the vast knowledge, the years of studying to become a political expert and, 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 uh, and pontificate about all the problems with American democracy and, of course, with the gun issue. We'll tell you about it at the bottom of the hour, and then we will get into New York City. They've got a proposed bill in the New York City Council, and it involves around your ability to smoke a cigar while walking on a sidewalk, walking down the street while in New York City. The attacks on pleasure never seem to end, and then I'm going to get into the budget the omnibus, 1.2, 1.3 trillion. Who the hell knows how much it is? But whatever it is, it's a load of waste, and I will expose it. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a crowned head sampler, including four kicks. This cigar is medium in body, but full in flavor. Four kicks is complex, rich, and defined by excellent balance while retaining a bright, clean finish. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, 
everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now, if you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. the alpha male good life is your general cigar Dave well let's go to New York City the city that has spawned two just marvelous mayors Michael Bloomberg Bill de Blasio just two just buttes real buttes total enemies of pleasure now, if you want to walk down the street and have a cigar, because let's face it, you can't have cigars now indoors. You can't have it uh, in many places now. They've, they've outlawed even having cigars at, at cigar stores. You can't even open new stores in many instances. So there are very few places where you can enjoy a cigar. So let's say that you want to, you've got to walk half a mile, a mile, or you want to walk your dog. It's a Sunday morning. You want to light a cigar. You want to be on the sidewalk. You want to go through the park. Enjoy a cigar. You're outside. You're not bothering anybody. Well, leave it to the enemies of pleasure. Because there is a proposal by Councilman Peter Koo, or as I like to call him, Councilman Peter Kuku, that would block people, smokers, including those of us that enjoy cigars, from lighting up on all sidewalks while walking under the jurisdiction of the Department of Transportation and the Department of Parks and recreation. Let's hit this soundbite. Listen to what Peter Cuckoo has to say. Sometimes uh, during rush hours, you are forced to walk elbow to elbow. And the guy literally smoking in front of you, uh, blowing his smoke uh, when you are behind. Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. As, as Charles Barker would say, well, it's terrible. It's really, really terrible. It's terrible. Give me a break. You're outside. You're walking. Okay, it's rush hour. There's people. There's giant air all over the place. Nobody's blowing smoke directly in people's faces. In most instances, people that are smoking, if I'm smoking a cigar, I'm going to make sure I walk to the side to make sure I'm not bothering anybody. But this is the latest attack. They want to come after everything. Let me ask you, I wonder if Peter Cuckoo, the councilman from New York, is going to say, uh, you are not going to be able to eat and walk on a sidewalk at the same time. You'll be able to eat if it's vegan and there's no meat in your sandwich or in your food, but if you're eating meat, then I'm sorry, we're going to outlaw the ability to eat meat on sidewalks that are under the jurisdiction of the Department of Transportation and the Department of Parks and Recreation. Because I'm sure Peter Kuh would say, it's just terrible, it's terrible, people eating meat, eating meat on sidewalks, it's terrible, just terrible. The assault 
on pleasure. The assault on our rights never ends. They are never happy. I know, I understand now why the NRA is so reluctant to give in even to the most logical and common sense regulation. The reason is very simple. When you give the enemies of pleasure or the enemies of guns or anything, for any enemy for that matter, when you give them an inch, they will take that inch and then they will, soon enough, it becomes a foot. Then they will open that door. It's now gone from an inch to a foot. They will now open it three feet. Then they will break the entire door down. We saw it happening with our rights to enjoy a cigar. Perfect example. People's Republic of California. About 15 years ago, 17 years ago, maybe it's longer, I don't know, 20 years ago, whatever it was, 17, 18 years ago, we had all these enemies of pleasure that said, we need to eliminate smoking in restaurants and bars. People said, okay, fine. And the restaurateurs and the bars adjusted. Being in California, nice climate, like here in Florida, they adjusted. What did they do? They opened up and they created outdoor patios that were covered, that were friendly to those that wanted to enjoy a cigar or smoke a cigarette. Now, if you sit outside as a cigar smoker, I can't stand the smoke of this, the aroma of cigarettes. But I know if I want to enjoy my cigar, there is a very good likelihood somebody's going to be smoking a cigarette, and that's just something that you have to take if you are going to enjoy your cigar outside on a cigar-friendly patio. And that worked out great. Restaurants, bars spent massive amounts of money with nice tables, cover it, make it look nice with nice uh, landscaping. And everything was hunky-dory for a number of years. And then all of a sudden, the enemies of pleasure said, well, wait a minute. We got our foot in the door. We opened it up an inch. Now let's put our hand back in and let's open it up a foot. And so what did they do? Bingo. They said, we need to eliminate smoking in outdoor patio areas because there are people that want to eat outside that don't want to be subject to the cigar or cigarette smoke. And because we want clean air everywhere. And so what happened? All these restaurants and bars that spent thousands, in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars, they were S-O-L, out of luck. Another victory for the enemies of pleasure. So then when you play golf in California or you're walking along the sidewalk, you can still enjoy a cigar. I mean, let's face it, we play golf. We like having a cigar. We have our beer. We tell jokes. And the enemies of pleasure came back one more time and said, well, wait, we got our foot in an in our hand in an inch, then we got a foot, let's open the door the entire way and let's ban smoking of any kind on public sidewalks and in public parks and public golf courses. And voila, or as one of my fellow students at the Newhouse School of Communications at Syracuse University said while reading a commercial, a practice commercial that had the word voila in there, she said, Viola, which was pretty funny at the time. But Viola, voila. All of a sudden now the enemies of pleasure said, great, we've now eliminated smoking in bars and restaurants, on outdoor patios, on sidewalks, public parks, golf courses. Now we're going to come after you in your own home. And that's exactly what the NRA understands that's why they don't want to give an inch even for sensible regulation and so that is what happens the enemies of pleasure you give them an inch they take a foot you give them a foot 
they take a yard. You give them a yard, they take a mile. You give them a mile, they want 100 miles. It never ends. And we're seeing this in New York now. Perfect example. Now they want to ban your right to have a cigar while smoke, while walking on a, uh, on, in a park, in a sidewalk. It is absurd. We are getting overregulated to death. And as I look at my monitor, I see the March for Our Lives. They have two little young snowflake girls, probably eight or ten. The liberals are just going crazy. They absolutely love this. By the way, if you want to join us, 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. So those of you that live in New York City, City Councilman Peter Koo, Peter Kuku as I call him, now wants to take away your right while you're walking. Do yourselves a favor, show up and be heard, and tell this Councilman Kuku enough is enough. We can't smoke indoors, we can't smoke in bars, we can't smoke in parks. We want to have a cigar while we're walking the dog. Leave us the hell alone. Now, let's talk about the budget. I am beyond irate. I am beyond flabbergasted. I am beyond ticked. President Trump threat, made the threat of a veto against a $1.2 trillion omnibus spending bill. Basically, it's a bill where they shove everything in. Shove, 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 shove. It's an up or down vote. And all the pork is in there and all the special projects, backroom deals. And President Trump threatened to veto. But when it came time to the rubber hitting the road, he rolled over. Saying, well, I want the money for our military, and it does give us a billion for, uh, what, 30 miles of the wall. Sorry. President Trump, who wrote The Art of the Deal, you got played with the art of the steel. Instead of standing up to marble-mouth Mitch McConnell and Paul Doofus Ryan and Charles Schumer, Chucky, and Nancy Pelosi, you rolled over. Instead of being an alpha, and you look dejected, you look defeated yesterday, President Trump, and this comes from a supporter. I hate to say this. This could be the president's read-my-lips moment because I know plenty of Republicans that are irate as hell and Democrats that are ticked. And for all those of us that are Republicans where we heard McConnell and Ryan and the GOP and Reince Priebus saying, we need the House and the Senate back. Give us the House and Senate. Give us the executive branch. We will turn everything around. We'll get rid of Obamacare. We'll cut the budget. We'll cut taxes. We'll make things efficient. We will be lean. Has any of that happened? Not a lick. Well, they got some tax reform through, but not great. Not where it should be. Have they done anything on Obamacare? Not a thing. Have they done anything to improve health care? Not a thing. Have they reduced the boondoggles, the government waste, drained the swamp? Not a thing. McConnell and Ryan are scumbags. I got an email earlier this week. Let me see how one of the congressmen voted. This is very uh, interesting here. Let me see if I can bring this up because I got an email from a friend of mine, a neighbor. They're having um, a... Uh, uh, a fundraiser for one of the congressmen, who, by the way, is pro-cigar here in the Tampa Bay area. In fact, let me, omnibus bill, vote House of Representatives. Let me just take a look and see if I can get who, uh, here's the vote. Let me just see before I open my mouth here. I'll tell you what, I'm going to wait on that because I'm going to need time to look on this. 
But let me go through some of the beauty, the, the items that are nestled in the 2,232 pages of the omnibus spending bill, which is exactly what Donald Trump should have done. He should have gone up and said, I'm going to veto this. And let me give you about 30 examples of why. When they come back with a spending bill that gets rid of the pork, that gets rid of thousands of pages, it should be about a 15-page bill. It should be that simple. 2,232 pages that not one member of the House or senator read. And yet, the Republicans who went after the Democrats saying, well, we don't even know what's in the uh, Obamacare bill. Remember uh, Nancy Pelosi? We have to uh, vote it to see what's in it. They, they jumped up and down. They railed. They were ticked. They did the exact same thing. It was four or five or six people that got in a, in a room, and they decided what's going to be in it written by lawyers. 2,232 pages. Here's the pork. $6 billion for the National Science Foundation. $1 million for the Cultural Antiquities Task Force. $6.25 million for the Ambassador's Fund for Cultural Presentation. $20 million to counter foreign state propaganda. $12 million to counter state disinformation and pressure. $5 million for Vietnam Education Foundation grants. Since when on earth do we have to fund the Vietnamese education system? $12.6 million for a commission on security and cooperation in Europe. Don't we already cooperate with Europe? What the hell do we need almost $13 million for that for? $15 million for USAID promoting international higher education between universities. We don't have to spend a lick on that. Universities are already promoting higher education and, 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 and having programs amongst themselves. $2.7 billion for international disaster assistance. I'm all for being a humanitarian, but not when we have to borrow $2.7 billion from our enemy China to fund international disaster assistance, when we can't even appropriate the amount of money necessary for disasters that occurred here in these United States of America in 2017. $1.4 billion contributions to international organization, international organizations. $51 million to promote international family planning and reproductive health. Why do I need to spend $51 million to tell other people in other countries what they should and shouldn't do when it comes to banging. I don't care. $7 million to promote international conservation. $10 million for UN environmental programs. $1 million for the World Meteorological Organization. What, did they, what do they need? A million dollars to look outside with a thermometer and say, hey, it's 71 degrees here right now. It's sunny. It's cloudy. They need a million dollars for that? $218 million promoting, this is a great one, Promoting democracy development in Europe. Democracy was invented in Europe. Why do we need $218 million of our hard-earned tax money to go to promote democracy development in Europe? $25 million for international religious freedom. $10 million for disadvantaged Egyptian students. I'm sorry. The last time I looked, Americans are not paying taxes to spend $10 million for disadvantaged Egyptian students. The damn Egyptian government should be doing that, not us. $12 million for scholarships in Lebanon? What the hell? 
$20 million for Middle East, the Middle East Partnership Institute Scholarship Program. Why do we need to spend? Here's $20, $30, $42 million for stupid scholarships in the Middle East. Why on earth do we need to pick up the tab for that? $12 million for uh, uh, funding, military funding for Vietnam. Why do we need to worry about a Vietnam's military? Didn't we have a war with them back in the 60s and 70s? I think we did. Uh, $3.5 million nutrition funding for Laos. Okay? We're Americans. Let's look after Americans first. We have Americans that can't get fed. We're worried about $3.5 million going to Laos. $15 million. This is a kicker. We have $2 trillion owed to China in the form of treasury bills and treasury notes, yet we are writing a check for 13, or correction, $15 million in developmental assistance to China? For what? We're giving China, our enemy, $15 million freaking dollars? Give me a freaking break. Enough is enough. And then the Department of Defense can spend whatever funds they determine necessary to enhance border security of Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, and Tunisia. Let Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, and Tunisia build their own damn wall when we can't build one here in the United States. And this is another kicker. $9 billion for the GSA, the Government Services Administration. This is the uh, organization, that, or the, the, the Government Services bureaucracy that oversees all the buildings and all rental properties, cars, all that stuff. But meanwhile, they're spending $1.7 billion per annum to maintain 770,000 empty buildings while they continue to buy and lease new properties. Explain that to me. And by the way, if you want a list of government properties that are available for sale, it's not available. Congress can't get it. The public can't get it. The Government Services Agency, another deep state bureaucracy. That's just a taste. And if I'm the president, all he had to do was sit up there and say, let me tell you why I'm vetoing this. Because I don't want to spend $15 million of your hard-earned tax dollars to siphon to our enemy China. I mean, what, do you, what, what development assistance to China? What are you going to buy him? Kung Pao chicken? You're going to buy him chicken chow mein? You're going to buy him, uh, what, uh, egg foo young? The little fortune cookies? Let China spend $15 million of their own money on whatever the hell they want to spend it on. But all the president would have had to do is say, I'm vetoing it, and let me tell you why. And the American people in mass would have said, President Trump did the right thing. 2,200 pages of pork. Sorry, this is absurd. And that's just the beginning. I am fed up beyond belief. Absolutely fed up, as I know you are. We send our money to Washington, our hard-earned money, and they blow it. I don't give a rat's ass about sending money for international disaster relief to foreign countries. I do not give a rat's ass about sending $15 million of my money to China. Let China, let these foreign countries fend for themselves. Enough is enough. Can you tell I'm a little ticked? Every American ought to be ticked, and we ought to be ticked at the Congress men and women, the senators, both Democrats, taxocrats, and Republicans, both of them. Then they got out of town and they hid like a bunch of pansy-ass, wussified betas. 
As far as I'm concerned, the time is right for a third party. I'm done with the Republicans. People I know that are Democrats are fed up with them. We need a common sense party that says, we're going to look out for America first. We're going to have strong defense. We're going to have an efficient government. We're not going to have these pork boondoggles. We need to get serious. We're broke. We are bankrupt. If, you were, if the U.S. were a company, they would be uh, uh, put into involuntary bankruptcy and dissolution or uh, d- dissolving the company or the country. We're broke, and yet China's sitting on $2 trillion worth of Treasury bills and Treasury notes, and we're giving them $15 million in, in developmental assistance? Unfreaking believable Enough is enough. Final and concluding segment of this edition of The Cigar Dave Show is next. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Dave. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple capped using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. Well, I just checked. The congressman uh, that I was invited to do a fundraiser from my neighbor, Gus Bilarakis, yeah, he voted for the uh, Omnibus uh, Screw Americans bill. No chance I'm going to that. Not that I was anyway, but no chance. Next week, I'm going to get to the triumph of the beta male. Also, I'm going to talk about Stormy Daniels, Karen McDougal, CNN uh, and CBS Anderson Cooper interviewing them both. It's amazing how they have a woman interviewing both of these women. I'll get to that next week. I'll also tell you about Richard Overton, America's oldest living veteran. Just ran out of time. Don't forget, 
Download the Cigar Day mobile app. You can listen 24-7, 365. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook, all social media. Cigar Day, the general. Say Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. And screw the enemies of America. Mitch Marblemouth McCall, uh, McConnell, Paul Ryan, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and every other schmuck that voted for the omnibus spending trill that screwed us.